Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today we're interviewing the successor to a family business who happens to be a female bank president. But before we meet her, I'd like to thank our show sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and JAK CPAs. Let's hear what they have to say. You give your business everything, but now you have a decision to make. Should you grow or go? Every business owner will exit their business someday. It's a big personal and financial decision. The best business owners know what their business is worth, and they know their options. Sunbelt Business Advisors can help you understand what your business is worth now and how to net the most when you sell. And if your business isn't ready for sale, we will show you how to get it ready. Here's the best part. Sunbelt gets paid when you get paid at the closing table. And if you aren't ready to exit your business right now, but you want to know what your company is worth, Sunbelt will meet with you for no charge, no cost, no commitment, absolutely confidentially. So whether you're ready to go or still working on your grow, meet with Sunbelt now. The world's largest business brokerage firm is ready to help you. Call 612-455-0880. 612-455-0880. That's 612-455-0880. Or go to sunbeltminnesota.com. sunbeltminnesota.com. Many business owners planning a business transition often feel overwhelmed and don't know where to start. I'm Kyla Hansen, a partner at JAK CPAs. We can guide you to make sense of the numbers and the tax pieces of your transition. Leaving your business successfully takes time, so contact us today to discuss your situation. Visit our website at www.jakcpa.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with the president of Village Bank, Alicia Webb. Alicia, welcome to the Poised for Exit show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. There's so much that we could be talking about right now, especially when we're, you know, we could take a family business angle, we could take a lending angle, we can talk about SBA, PPP, we're going to try and cover all those things, right, in this Mm -hmm. short little show. But before we do that, and we get to the questions, I'd like to have you just share a little bit about your background, and how you got into banking, and in the fact that you are the successor to Village Bank. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, it's interesting, because my father started the bank about 28 years ago, a little over 28 years ago now. Mm. And growing up, he's he's not a banker. He's always been an entrepreneur, right? Mm. I remember growing up um, cleaning parking lots on Saturdays and Sundays, right? Picking up pop, can, mm. pop cans and picking up little cigarette butts. Um, and then working for my dad at a restaurant or in, in one of his businesses and always knowing that Um, I was so fortunate to have that job and so fortunate to have that responsibility, but also recognizing the entrepreneur's life that you're never off the clock. Mm -hmm. And so I went on to St. Thomas, MBA, graduate school of banking, where I now teach. And so Mm -hmm. even though I grew up with an entrepreneurial father uh, and family, I am definitely a banker by, by heart. I'm very conservative. I, one of my favorite things about being at Village Bank is the responsibility that I have to not just Main Street, 
great in the entrepreneur, but really to our villagers as well. Mm. And so I always call myself, you know, that that banker, that trained banker with that entrepreneurial spirit. And mm. I think that lends well, especially in today's, you know, world where people are surviving and thriving with all the resources out there. Absolutely. I love the fact that you are so entrepreneurial because I really think that that, I mean, from my experience, and I've lived a while and worked with a lot of banks, um, having that mindset is huge for someone like me who's been a business owner her whole life, you know, to go in and have, you know, the way that you guys are, the culture that you have, Mm -hmm. and have that mindset that you're there to really help the business owner and you already understand and know, you know, what that takes instead of having it just be theoretical. Yes. Which is what a lot of them are, well, you know, place are coming from. You have to understand the balance sheet. You have to understand the in- income statement. It's all important. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, every entrepreneur is doing exactly what Don did when he started the bank and we're continuing to do as a village. And that's build something special. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important to know the why behind why the entrepreneur is trying to get to where they're getting, where they want to get to, and how do we help them get there? You know, it doesn't need to be a no. It can be a yes if this or yes when this. And I think like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, the SBA products out there, the PPP products, all this great stuff. These are all tools for us bankers to work a little harder, Mm -hmm. dig in a little more, and really help our entrepreneurs today. It's just... Why be a banker if you're not going to impact someone's life and right. help out? Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Well, I love that you have um, a can-do attitude and that you guys can think outside the box within, you know, regulatory compliance, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but your your first answer is not no, and, and I love that. So let's just talk a little bit about um, entrepreneurs and working with a community bank versus a big bank. Let us, let's talk about the advantages of that. Absolutely. I think, you know, you nailed it on the head when you said – it's not always a no, it's, but it is within reason. And as an FDIC bank and a state-chartered bank, we do have a box. We know what our rules are. We understand where we have to be. Now, how do we play within that box and still be unique to our clients, right? And a lot of that is relationship. Mm-hmm. That's character. That's getting to know them and understanding the, the area that they're trying to grow their business in or understanding why they're putting a building or leasing in a certain spot or a certain corner. That, that's what we're there for, to be experts on all of the things that they need to know to grow their business. I also love the idea of your banker being your connector, mm. right? Like we're connectors. So if someone is looking to open up that new store, well, who do we know that's tried in that industry, rented on that street, purchased from that other company, how, where can they buy their product at? Those are all things that as bankers, mm-hmm. you know, we all sit up a little more and we get excited about. And that's how you can really help outside of just that loan or just that deposit account. Exactly. And making that relationship memorable by providing value, just like you said. Um, just had a conversation recently with Dana Kendi, mm. and that is exactly what you know our conversation was all about, which mm-hmm. was really super refreshing. So, yes. um, you're you- the second person that brought Dana's name up to me today. I ran into one of yeah. our other clients today, and they just love her to death. Yeah. So it's she's fun. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the Village Bank tools for entrepreneurs. Let's just get a you know take a little deeper dive into that because I think that a lot of the business owners that we have in our audience are looking for that new relationship that, okay, 
we all know that money is really cheap right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so let's just talk a little bit about what you guys have got for those small business owners. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, you brought up Dana, and it's always about the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm extremely picky when we're hiring villagers and we're bringing villagers into our village, Mm -hmm. because guess what? At the end of the day, they represent everything that we stand for. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dana is a great example of that, where we have an experienced banker. She's been in her community for over 15 years. Mm -hmm. She knows everyone up and down that main street, right? She also has a really good uh, knowledge of what Village Bank's lending appetite is. She knows what's going to get through committee and what won't get through committee. So she's not going to go out and promise someone something that isn't going to work. Um, You know, another piece that since I went back to the bank three years ago, and I've really been focused on is how do we start to automate workflow and use Mm -hmm. technology. Just because we're a community bank doesn't mean we can't use the products that the big bank is using. We're just not going to be first to market because quite frankly, it's too dang dang expensive. And then I have to charge you more. And you don't like that. And I don't like that. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not okay in the community banking world. So what we've been able to do is really start to automate some of our workflows. So PPP, for example, now we're doing it all online. Like Mm -hmm. everything goes through online. So we don't have to have three or four or five villagers involved We have one. We have Dana involved, and she's answering questions for you. But at the end of the day, she can help three or four or five more people on every round than she could before. Mm -hmm. That's really, really important. Um, I also think we became a preferred lender about three years ago, and that was probably one of the best things we've ever done. From an SBA perspective, we can now come in and we can help people that need equity injection into their business. We can help people who are buying a building. We can approve these loans ourselves because we're a preferred lender. Yes. We don't have to send those out. Mm-hmm. So I'm really I'm really excited about how the bank has stayed the entrepreneur's bank yet we're not afraid to test the water on what's what our clients can take advantage of and use. Well, I think that um, it might be time for us to talk a little bit about SBA a little bit more because, you know, like I said before, we all know that money is um, pretty inexpensive right now. And maybe just uh, talk a little bit about some of the programs that are available that maybe that business owner out there who's listening hasn't thought of or hasn't heard of. Yeah, thanks for this opportunity because I think right now we hear so much about the PPP, right? Yes. And don't get me wrong, PPP is great. And I think the PPP loans are wonderful, two reasons. They can help you survive right now. Think about a restaurant, think about a gym, think about all those classic businesses, right? But they can also help you thrive. I think businesses need to look at how are they going to have new delivery channels for their products. Mm -hmm. And two businesses that I know of that took the money and, you know, they were feeling Minnesota nice. They were thinking, ah, should I take this? Maybe someone else could use it. I don't know if we need it. Well, (laughs) guess what? (laughs) They needed it. Mm -hmm. They reinvented the way their clients order. And now their sales are through the roof. And these are community people that are local putting money back into their own communities. So what kind of business was that? So one is a automotive distribution company. I don't want to say too much about, but yeah, yeah. like tires and stuff, right? right? Sure. And then the other one is professional services. Mm. And so the way people set appointments yeah. to go close on a house, right? Or have interaction as they're buying or selling something. And you can't, they can't put as many people in the office anymore. So they had to on put yes. all of the scheduling online. So they mm-hmm. had new software to do that. Yes. So both of these companies are thriving now. Awesome. 
because they took advantage of these programs, mm-hmm. right? And that's what they're there for. Yes. They're there for you to think, how can I reinvent my business in this time that I have the space to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So PPP, great program. But if you asked me, the sexiest thing about that bill that was signed into office was honestly the fact that we have 7A SBA 7A loans with a 90% guarantee now, Mm. a 90% guarantee. What that does is it gives banks more confidence to put money out into the market right now. It gives banks more confidence to fix rates for longer terms up to 10 years right now. So that gives an entrepreneur a chance to go get equity, a chance to get a business, go purchase a business, a chance to purchase a machine for their business right now at a Mm. 90% guarantee. The, a lot of the fees have been waived. Mm. Uh, rates stay um, rates stay fixed for ten up to ten years. There's just so many positive things about that from an entrepreneur's perspective as well. I mean, very selfishly from a bank's perspective, right? Right. We want to do those loans all day. Yes. And so, I just think that PPP is great short term for a project. But when you're going to be an entrepreneur and you have a long-term plan, you understand what your long game is, Mm -hmm. I would really talk to a community bank, our village, about an SBA product with the 7A program. For the 7A, for sure. And, um, you know, just to comment on the PPP loan, you know, like you said, I literally did have a client who said that they didn't think that they should go for round two, even though they qualified because someone else could use that money. I said, listen. We've put on to, or we put together a pretty robust strategic plan for your business, right? Mm-hmm. And we've got some growth goals. And there, there are some things on here that are going to add uh, line item expense. Mm-hmm. And so what if we got the PPP because A, you qualify and B, you can use it for payroll so that C, we can take the money that we're not spending on those salary fixed expenses and right employee expenses and plug it into some of these other initiatives. Mm-hmm. And the lights came on. Oh, you are so spot on. (laughs) And you know what I always tell everyone? At the end of the day, you're going to pay for it anyway because nothing's free. Right. Taxes. Right. Who knows what it looks like? I know. But this is your business and who knows what's next, right? After 2020, who knows what's next? Take advantage of it. Exactly. For sure. Well, I think that the economy could probably use a boost anyways, and I think that this is going to help boost. At least that's probably what the initial goal was in the first place, right, with that program? Yes, yes. You know, if mm-hmm. you stop banks from lending, then no entrepreneurs have nowhere to go, right? Yeah, they have up. nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So the government always says, how do I access liquidity? How do I get liquidity onto the street? And that's through banks. And that's why they put these programs out there. Mm-hmm. So it's not even taking advantage of it as much as it is you've earned it. You've yeah. built this great business. Let us help you right now. Mm-hmm. Well, businesses are the, they turn the wheels of industry, right? Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times society forgets mm-hmm. that small business turns the wheels of industry in our economy, in our country, right? Mm-hmm. Very few people are actually employed by by publicly held companies. Mm -hmm. Most people are employed by privately held. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if we take care of them, they can take care of us. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the church bake sale or you think about the local golf tournament or the park or whatever it is, it's Bill's Trunking that's sponsoring it, right? It's Mm -hmm. Village Bank that's sponsoring it. It's the manufacturer down the road that's sponsoring it. It is people, local people that are passionate about Main Street and want to continue to give back. And, that's the piece that 
you know, you say, well, why a community bank? I mean, right there, that's why a community bank, right yes. there. I, I totally believe in community bank. I, another story for another day, but I came from banking. So my fa- oh. kind of similar situation to yours, but we'll talk about that yeah, in another show. do you need a job? <laughs> no. no, I'm doing okay. pretty well right now. But Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we had, uh, we had a lot of banking in our family. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, very cool. All right, so let's talk about those special entrepreneurs that we were just, um, you know, praising the the talents mm-hmm. of. 2021, here we are, mm-hmm. well into right the first month of the first year of the year. What is it that we think or what is it that you guys are advising entrepreneurs to be thinking about and planning for for this year? Absolutely. So first and foremost, have a great accountant, have a great tax person, right? understand the consequences, the relief, the what happens with the loans that you've gotten in place. I would also ask about the cost of debt today, right? Does it make Mm -hmm. sense to have debt? Does it make sense to take out a line of credit? Where are you going with your business? What does your business need? Is it capital intensive? What do you need for your business? This is a good time to get it. This is a good time to refinance debt as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So to look at that as well. Um, I So that would be, honestly, for 2021, what I would recommend, get Mm -hmm. on top of that and understand what your debt structure looks like, if you Mm -hmm. need more, if you don't need any restructuring it. But overall, in a, I'll use air quotes, normal economy, because who knows what that means anymore, I would always say know your numbers. Know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. Understand your balance sheet. Understand your income statement. Look at where do I make money? Not the biggest dollar amount on that income statement, but what are the true expenses behind that? And what Mm -hmm. does it really, really, what's the net difference? I would also say, where do you have the most opportunity? You know, I love to say, I I drive my team crazy when I do this, but in 10 years, this is a goal. And they'll roll their eyes at me and say, "Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? If you give yourself 10 years to get somewhere, you can do it. You just yeah. have to, every day it has to be a habit. So create that behavior in your business. Like, you know, what's the delivery channel that you're going to be able to continue to grow? What is that delivery channel? And how do you maximize that? Mm-hmm. Might be the smallest numbers or margins today, but how do you grow it into the future? And sit down and talk to people that have done it. Sit down and talk to them. How do they do it, right? I think it's um, really forecasting out where you want to be, what your expectation is, saying it out loud, believing it, Mm -hmm. and then making it happen. And using the relationship that you have with your banker, with your villager, right, Mm -hmm. at Village Bank, Mm -hmm. to help um, strategize, think it through, make sure that you understand the numbers. And, you know, to your point about working with a CPA and making sure that that relationship is solid, that is something that I promote all the time, that the relationship with the accounting firm, the relationship with their financial advisor, relationship with their attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times those are relationships that are kind of on the back burner and businesses, business owners aren't necessarily as dialed in as they should be, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it makes all the difference in being able to achieve the goals that you were just talking about. So having a plan, of course, working the plan. You know, when you said looking out 10 years, that just made me think of of the fact that every client I've ever worked with who's ever had a plan that was actually in writing Mm -hmm. always, always achieved their objectives well in advance of when they said they were going to. 
apply Absolutely. because it was written down because we worked it and we looked at it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it just becomes part of your 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 mindset. It's in your subconscious mind, right? All those wonderful things when it comes to achievement. And clearly you sign up for that because you're nodding your head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you guys I'm have all done, about that. You've done so much, right? It's, With it's true. And if yeah. you can really coach your team or coach that one or two per, one or two people that you work with mm-hmm. to really be focused on one or two numbers, mm-hmm. you're going to watch them and you're going to know and mm-hmm. you're going to be so curious about what affects them. You'll get there. Like you said, if you write it down and you talk about it, you'll get there. But I would say there's so many great CPAs in town. There's so mm-hmm. many great attorneys in town. And there's so many great community bankers in town. Mm-hmm. Lots of them are villagers. And there's some that are not villagers. So I would encourage you, if you don't have that connection with your banker, with your accountant, with your attorney, mm-hmm. go then go find it. Yes. Like that's on you. Go find it because mm-hmm. there are wonderful people in our community that won't make you feel dumb, won't look at you weird when you ask a question, but will have these same conversations and have this passion, right, for what you do too and want you to win as much as you want to win. So, I mean, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or wherever I can be a resource to find these great people too. I'm sure you know a lot of them. I think we know a lot of the same ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, let's connect great people with great people. Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to your philosophy about being a connector. Mm-hmm. I love that you call your your employees villagers. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I you know, anytime, anytime um, someone's interviewing someone and I'm like, hey, are they a villager? They know exactly what that means. Do they put relationships first? Do they earn it? Do they own it? Are they building something special? And most importantly, do they always do the right thing no matter how hard it is? Mm. That's a really hard one sometimes, but you have to have people that will do the right thing Mm -hmm. Um, or otherwise you can't get to your 10-year goal. So we always, we know what a villager is. We call each other out. I even get called out a lot if I'm not being a villager. (laughs) But yeah, you got to be a villager. It's about a team. Yeah, totally about a team. Mm -hmm. So how can entrepreneurs learn more about Village Bank and the products and services that you guys offer? Absolutely. Well, go to our website, villagebankonline.bank. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can look up the bank. You can look up me. I'm Alicia Webb. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. I mean, I think we're on all these social media sites that I don't even know about yet. But um, really, our website is probably the great, the best place to see the products. And then just to really get a sense of who we are, we share a lot of content for entrepreneurs on LinkedIn and on Facebook. We share yes. a lot about our community and we mm-hmm. share a lot of great content mm-hmm. that entrepreneurs can continue to learn and grow from too. I'm really proud of the team for doing that. Yeah, I've noticed that um, following you guys. I see that the stuff that you post and it's really valuable. So we're at the point of the show where I like to ask my guests to share a couple of action items for our listeners. What would you like to share today, Alicia? Uh, I would say first and foremost, most importantly, find your community banker. Not necessarily even the bank, but the banker. Mm -hmm. Find the person that you can sit across the table from eventually or with a mask. Find the person that you can pick up the phone, you can text if something great happens, and that they show a serious interest in how you make money, what your dreams are, what you do every single day. I think that is so important. Um, No one wants a yes man or woman. You want someone that will challenge you. You want a banker that's going to ask you questions on how to get to the next step. If you're going to sell your business, you want them to give you the resources to help you find Mm -hmm. the best buyer and prepare for that sale or prepare for that succession plan. Yes. So I would say find that community banker. Uh, Three people in business you, you admire, respect, 
ask them who they bank with. Ask them who they bank with. Call, you know, link in with me and ask me who I would recommend depending on the industry or where they're at in their journey or even regionally where they're at. And we know a lot of really great resources. Yeah, I bet you do. I Mm -hmm. bet you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good advice. So um, showing a serious interest in your business, I think that that's, um, that's a really good criteria, right? Absolutely. To have, yeah, having that relationship. So perfect. Well, Alicia, it's been great having you on the show. I sure appreciate um, your being here. There's a lot more that we could talk about, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll save that for next time. Uh, for our listeners, this episode will be available for download on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also get a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Thanks for sharing this program with your colleagues and friends and business owner clients. We really appreciate your reviews, and thanks for subscribing. We appreciate having you join us. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and please join us again next time.